Welcome to Turmeric and Tequila with your host, Kristen Olson. Questioning a better way, one gracefully disruptive conversation at a time. Welcome to Turmeric and Tequila. We have um, an OG friend in the house, a fellow uh, entrepreneur, lady boss, Jennifer Peters in the house. She's the founder, owner, creator of Just Be Kitchen. Uh, and I want to say like a few other things. And she's a proud dog mom, which is most Very. important. Uh, I, I don't know if you listen to any of our cast, Jennifer's here, um, but I let you guys do your intro. I don't give like a long-winded, super stiff, like political type intro. Um Jennifer, welcome. Give us a quick uh, four and one of your background, and then we'll dive right in. Thank you so much. This is actually a really bright spark to what is a dark week right now. We're in yeah. coronavirus crisis. Um, I don't know. I come from the corporate background. I decided to um, go after you know a dream that became a reality and close the gap between who I was and what I did. And now I feel like I jumped off a crazy cliff, but <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's kind of, don't you think that's kind of, I mean, I like you or like me, I'm sure you've read almost, I don't know, a thousand entrepreneurial or self, you know, take care of, or do this books. Mm -hmm. And everyone I think says like, Oh, I thought it was gonna be something different. Be ready. And then you do it and you're like, I don't know if I was ready, but I'm here. <laughs> yeah. I don't think you're ever ready. Yeah. And you're definitely not ready for times like this, but you know, yeah. that's okay. There's no manual out there for, just living life sometimes. And that's what we have to do is one step at a time. Yeah. Um, well, so give us a little background on you personally and like how you, why just be kitchen. And it's, um, obviously you said paleo gluten-free, like why, what's the why behind the main setup? Yeah. So I was really searching for honestly searching for something that would give me more fulfillment. And I was at a point in my life that I could have stayed in my corporate job and made great six figures, but be unfulfilled, or I could do something that I felt like was serving others and changing the world in the way that I felt like I could. And I really struggled with finding something that I, I don't know that I, that I really felt like I wasn't an imposter in, but I felt like food was part of my journey my whole life. And I've lived mostly overseas. And so most of my travel has been with food, like most of the, my love for travel is revolved around the food with travel. And so I was an athlete, like a semi-competitive athlete at the time. And I started seeing a holistic nutritionist that was on my team. And he, I was, I had been a vegetarian and then a vegan. So he made me go to more of a paleo diet, even though we didn't really call it that, but that's what it was. When was this? It, just framing time-wise. This was, well, I was living in London, so it was like 20 or 2010, okay. 2009, so, 2010. Okay. That's when CrossFit was starting to take off. And I feel like that's when paleo and like weightlifting, like some of these like little niche markets really totally. started to take off. Yeah. Yeah. And then I decided kind of at the same time and in parallel that I wanted to go get my MBA and so in MBA school, while I was going through this like food journey on the side is when we had to, basically my teacher asked us to pitch business concepts and I pitched Just Be Kitchen and my class voted on it and we started working on it as a class project. 
And okay. the two just kind of collided in terms of my own personal desire to feel like I could serve others through food and the class project. I met a beautiful soul, Brad Bloom, who's the former CEO of Burger King. And he was like, I feel like you might want to do this more than just a class project. And I'm here to talk if that's what you want. And so I did. I talked to him and he ended up mentoring me for a year. And yeah. Oh, that's amazing. Well, I always think, and this has come up on other casts, and, and we've talked about this because I think we're equally like spiritual hippies. Um, you can be so intentional about what you want to do, how you want to do it, more education, train harder, eat better, whatever. And then sometimes universe just kicks in and is like, okay, here's the guy you need, or here's the little, you know, four leaf clover or whatever it is that pushes you in the right direction. Uh, so it's so important to be intentional in your, these pursuits and be aware of when universe or God or whatever you believe, however you package it, um, is offering like an arrow in the right direction. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. That dude sounds like that. It was that he was the arrow. He was. And you know, he said to me, he said, I don't know what will happen. This is a really risky business, but doors are probably going to open along the way, no matter what. And it's really true. Okay. Like, you don't have to always have it all figured out. You just kind of start with one step, the next step, next step, door opens, you kind of go through it and you just got to keep navigating your way through. Yeah. Well, uh, as a consultant, I, no potential client likes to hear this, but they're like, what's the plan? What are you doing? I'm like, well, here's what it is. But particularly alongside social media and this ever evolving space. And now we have coronavirus things change so fast. Like the best piece of advice I can give is here's, here's a frame of reference. Here's an outline we want to do. And we have to have the ability to pivot, be flexible and evolve in two seconds because things are changing so fast. Um, and you have to, just like you said, you have to be ready and we don't really know what's next. I mean, no one could have even predict where we're at right now, even two weeks ago. Um, so it's a total testament to how fast things are changing, how you really have to do be open-minded and, um, resilient and ready to, to kind of have your dream, but then let it modify because shit's going to change no matter what. Oh yeah. Yeah. Resilience is key. I yeah. mean, I think that people forget when they start a business, you have to be so resilient. Yeah. Shit is thrown your way. <laughs> well, and I think, and this again, I, I mean, as you can imagine, it's a lot of our crew thus far, a lot of the common humans that we both know that have been on the cast thus far. And most of us are, uh, you know, the type A kind of go getter. So it's like you run through the wall, you get up, then you run through the wall again. So if, if nothing else, at least we've done the reps like CrossFit in business where we don't have to run through the wall and do it again. So at least that cardio base is there. Um, yeah. At some point, I think we learned to pack a helmet, uh, but but we've, we've learned, you know, kind of how to like get up. So, you know, I have full faith, you know, if anyone's going to get through this situation, particularly when it's in the restaurant business, it's going to be you guys um, with you leading this shit, because I know you've, you've been around the block and back and, and have some wise words and experiences to lean on. Um but just okay, so coming out and minor segue, uh, Jennifer and Just Be Kitchen just hosted Guy Ferrari. Ferrari. I actually with Diners, Divins, and Drives. I yeah. watch it, but I don't. Do I say his name right? Guy Fieri. Fieri. Okay. Um, tell us. Super cool. And I always I love the show, but I almost hate watching it because every time I turn it off, I'm like I'm starving, and I wish I had whatever <laughs> he was eating. I mean, it's like torture. You watch them sample all this awesome stuff, and you're just sitting on the couch. <laughs> yeah. Um, but how was it? Tell. Give us the the insight I there. Had, it was a blast. They, you know, they called us back in uh, November, and I thought it was a scam. So they she, they called the site twice, and my my team members were like, "Hey, Jen, so and so called. They say that they're a producer for the Food Network." And I'm like, "Yeah, right." So I didn't call back. 
And then I got an email and I was like, oh, this email looks a little legit. So I called him back and she said, you know, we've been so she's a researcher and they they research you for weeks, if not months before they ever make the call to you. Okay. And um, so they called and within 10 days we had an air date and wow. or not an air date, sorry, a filming date. And, <clears throat> you know, we had to shut down the restaurant and get ourselves ready. And we got up at three o'clock in the morning and it was a blast. The crew is Citizen Pictures. Okay. Um, they're the they're the producers that produce diners, drive-ins, and dives for the Food Network. They were phenomenal, super professional, and just guided us through it. Um, but also, my my team were exceptional. You know, there's a list like three pages long that you have to do to get ready for the filming, and they just did it brilliantly. Um, and we had a lot of fun, and it was really fun to see the culmination of that last Friday when it finally aired. Um, at the end of what is probably the biggest crisis in the last, I don't know, 20 years for America. Yeah. And, you know, it, it was good to see that and see it all come together and know some of the background that it had happened in the back, you know, like the way they edit it and stuff. You're like, Oh, okay. That's how they put that together. You know? So it's fun. That's so cool. I mean, yeah. Cause they do put it in like, no pun intended, such digestible pieces. Cause I assume it's a lot to cover. Yeah. I mean, you got to put it in like, I don't know. Was it like three to five minutes? I, I did watch yours. Um, yeah. and it was so good. And it was just, I mean, it's always so awesome to see something local and, uh, Denver's had a few spots. I think there's been some in Boulder and I can't think of any that were in Denver, but some Boulder pizza and wings and something else. So anyways, it was really cool. And to see such a niche specific restaurant, um, because for our fitness enthusiasts, like, you know, paleo and what have you, and, or people that have to eat like a specific wellness diet for health. Um, well, we were, we we're the first restaurant to be hundred percent gluten, grain, refined sugar, dairy, soy, corn, peanut, legume free on the show. Okay. That, that's what I thought. Yep. And the first Whole30 approved restaurant to be on the show. And so for me, I feel like it was a real testament to a healthy food and eating healthy is not just a trend. Yeah. And beyond that, being gluten free and grain free and refined sugar free and having to eat a certain way is not a trend. Like that is an extremely mainstream show. And I think it's a huge win for the wellness industry that a restaurant like us is on a, on such a mainstream production. Completely agree. I, um, and I, and I just think, I mean, outside of sales, I just, like you just said, the exposure into the mainstream, even just furthering the conversation of like, okay, we know gluten-free, but soy-free, dairy-free, like whatever else. And then you can go from health and fitness and CrossFitter to like Crohn's disease. And, mm. um, you know, some of these larger, uh, conversations around like really health and wellness outside of my, the vanity piece of my, um, human optimization, like CrossFit human, uh, for mainstream America, I think that's still pretty new conversation. Um, so you go from sales and food sales and business to actual human impact, um, which could be a whole other podcast, but we'll just, we'll dabble that right there. Um, but that's awesome. How, how was this two or three weeks ago? Cause didn't this like just happen before CV19 all went down? No. So we filmed back in November and oh, they okay. gave us an air date about a month ago. Okay. And then we had to, there was a certain time period in which we had to hold on to announcing the air date. Got so you. we announced the air date literally 10 days before the airing, which was four days before coronavirus took off. So oh my gosh. Okay. It was like, I was on cloud nine from the announcement of being on triple D and all the excitement around that. And the next morning, like literally all of this started. So oh my God. that's so hard. We aired on Friday. Like. Okay. Yeah, the timing really couldn't have been 
worse, but maybe the timing is the best thing to help us get through this. Who knows? Well, I was going to say, you know, with the delivery, people need to kind of go out of their way a little bit more, um, and which I actually think I have a Just Be gift card from Rhonda Kelly for my birthday. Yeah. Um, this is how tight we keep the support. We, we, Jennifer and I have known each other for like at least five or six years, right? Probably. Yeah, yeah it's been a minute. But I feel like we have a kind of core group of like fitness female humans that have like stuck together or done business or done workouts or something. There's probably like 10 to 15 of us. Um, and she's one of the OGs in that mix. So, um, <laughs> the support is real. It's not just for <laughs> the shows. Um, but that's crazy. Yeah. I think, you know, I did, uh, triple D I'll sound cool. Give you guys like any sort of expectation around like potential influx of business or like impact it would have given all things are normal. Yes, yeah. they did. Okay. So <laughs> do you not want to say, <laughs> Well, let's say this. I hired six new employees. Uh, we've been training those six new employees prior to the air date. We've invested a lot of money into extra equipment and um, small wares and stuff to get us prepared for the volumes that they had coached us on. Um, and then coronavirus hit. So we obviously haven't been able to experience the uplift that you know, the other restaurants prior to coronavirus have been able to experience. So yeah. the hope is that, you know, that's going to swing back around when we can all hopefully get back to a normal life. Um, yeah. But yeah, so that was, a, I mean, it was really sad. Like, you know, we obviously those six members of staff, we've had to, you know, significantly reduce their hours or let them go temporarily. Everyone knows that we would love to hire them back on when we can open up again. Well, I, I think that, um, I mean, just genuinely being a, a triple D enthusiast, like I really do love it. They have restaurants on there. They had like 10 years ago and they're replaying yeah, episodes. Yeah. And I mean, and I'm just saying this to help you sleep at night. I really think there is like longevity in the episodes and the exposure and being the, you know, the first restaurant that's gluten-free and everything else free. Um, I think that in itself might just be, viral enough or conversation enough to ride out this, you know, Corona wave and then be impacting down the road. So we'll just, put yeah, I hope there. so. I mean, we'll, like, it's only time will tell, you know, yeah. I mean, the first weekend after it happened, we didn't, we didn't see those volumes, but it's still, there's a lot more. And like you say, it lives, it lives on the food network for some time now. Yeah. So, okay. We're sending oh, the, the big thing that I hope is for anybody who's watched the episode. Did you see the episode? Yeah, I watched it. Okay. I'm just hoping I get married out of it. <laughs> I know. I that it was the first one that I saw where he like he you said like a little line like I'm single. Like he kind of went back to it and I was like, okay. Like yeah, forget about the yeah, restaurant. We got Jennifer out here looking alive. He like, said, I'm getting a plug. He's like, that's a plug for you. I'm single. And I was like, okay, I'm accepting applications. <laughs> I mean, just don't you gotta be careful now because you put like all the business out there, so you might get a couple of male gold diggers. I'm not going to lie. I have seven friend requests on Facebook from men oh. that I do not know. Oh, okay. See, <laughs> there you go. You know what? That's been up late. I don't know if something's going weird, but I had, I mean, not to kill the buzz, but I had some random ones come in and someone texted me like, did your oh, account. Come on, don't steal my phone. I know. No, I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> this is just a precautionary tale. Um, I, and it might just be something. Also, I'm never on Facebook and I need to get back on it. Cause that's actually, we're doing like this Red Bull situation, but, um, uh, someone messaged me being like, did you get hacked? I've had like 10 dudes that are friends with you friend me. And I was like, I don't know. 
Or oh, no. it might just be this my is, CrossFit I just guy. I woke friends. up on Saturday morning and I had seven male friend requests. So I was like, huh? Okay. I mean, <laughs> lean into it. Whatever. Just <laughs> judge the picture and rock accordingly. Um, I tease. Okay. Well, so let's, I want to end this on, you know, a super high note. We're not close to the ending yet, but um, can you just as being, you know, strong, resilient human owning a business in Denver in the height of this crisis, can you walk us through a first, some of your first steps with finding out like, okay, we're shutting down. Like, what do you do? as an entrepreneur how do you coach your team like what are some of the first steps of like engaging with this process and then remaining optimistic to to take it on so i think there's the part which is you're in survival mode when something yeah. like this happens and then there's the part which is all the kind of rules i hate to say rules all the all the ways in which you would typically manage something um go out the door and you have to be flexible to say like, okay, it doesn't matter that this isn't the way, you know, you would normally do something because there's no manual in terms of how to handle a national pandemic. You right, know? right. So you have to kind of separate the two of those. So I knew just through, I guess, I, actually, I don't know where it came from, but I guess my, maybe my business acumen, um, you know, you're going through insurance, you're calling your landlord, you're going through your cash burn, you're going through all the finances and the business stuff and the HR components from this. Now, actually the day before that they announced the shutdown, I had had a staff call in the evening and I had spent the entire weekend disaster planning in preparation that we were going to get a two week shutdown, full okay. shutdown or a two week limited shutdown, like to go and deliberate. Okay. So I'd had the staff call on Sunday night in preparation for that, thinking that that was coming. I had no idea on Monday that they were going to announce an eight week shutdown. Um, and so that kind of changed matters, but um, you just keep, I still kind of went through my list of like, okay, these are the things I got to do. Da, 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 da. What made, you start well, what made you even do the, the, the planning that weekend? Like how, what, what provided that forward thinking? You know, I had a good sense. I, you know, I watched the markets. Yeah. I, I, whatever was saying, being said federally, you know, you watch what's happening in China and South Korea and Italy. And there's, I knew that we had open borders still at that time. I had friends coming back from South Korea saying that they hadn't been questioned at all coming in from, you know, South um, San Francisco. And so I just had a feeling like there is absolutely no way that this, isn't going to wave over in some way. It happened a lot faster and it's gone it, uh, and uh, a lot longer, like we're being going to be impacted, but I definitely didn't think that we were going to be immune to it. Yeah. Yeah. So I just started the disaster planning that week before, but I was doing it on a two week basis, not an eight week basis. Um, and that does change things, you know, like it, yeah. it, it definitely changes things, but you kick into survival mode and then, you know, honestly, the, by the mid, by midweek, um, stuff is changing by the hour. You know, the government's throwing stuff at you. This, this, yeah. It's like, it's like being in a, um, like a video game and you're just kind of like dodging all the things that are kind of coming through and then you're hopping over and you're trying to get to the next level and figure out what the strategy is. So you then get to a point where you're like, okay, I, I actually can't keep up with all this. There's one of me and I've got to look at my staff and you're trying to get communication to your staff as quickly as possible, but it's also changing. And by the time you've finished figuring out, okay, this is the right communication or this is how we're going to move forward. New information comes along and you've got to pivot and change on that too. Yeah. 
And I, and I would say that one of the things that I'm super grateful for is because I come from a corporate background, I automatically from day one implemented a lot of systems at Just Be Kitchen and infrastructure, which has 100% served us during this crisis. Okay. And I'm really grateful for that. So we've been able to pivot very quickly to delivery, to family boxes, to meal prep plan, the things that are still interesting to our customers and able to serve them in a less dynamic way face-to-face. And I mean, um, you think that was just or primarily the base of the corporate world, like coming in there, like that wasn't food industry suggestion or anything else. It was just basic business sense. Um, I think, you know, I think so. I don't have any industry experience, but I mean, like I knew I really wanted systems that were robust enough yeah. to have, to be able to handle um, scalability and changeability. And so we were already set up for takeout. All I had to do is quickly enact delivery. I was already looking up um, mobile applications and we were already looking at how to fulfill our delivery capability because we wanted to launch that anyways yeah. within the next, by the summer. <clears throat> so we were ahead on that, on that part. Um, you know, I wanted to invest in a mail, a, a news, a customer newsletter list. And that has served us so well during this period when okay. we have to communicate to customers. I knew I wanted to invest in social media. That's been really valuable too, because I'm able to connect with my customers through that. Yeah. Now it also exposes where you don't have the infrastructure in place, you know, and we are definitely feeling that in other areas internally at the business in terms of like, Oh, okay. We don't have a system for X or Y and we'll have to tighten that up before we reopen again. Yeah. Um, so so there's good, there's good things. Also, funnily enough, I have always kept an updated Dropbox folder of things that most business owners have, like your, your certificate of insurance, your bank account statements, your um, personal financial statement, your, there's just all this documentation, your, your, your Colorado secretary information stuff. I've kept a Dropbox folder of that. And so as you're going through this process and trying to figure out about your loans and the grants and the deferrals and da, 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 they all want that information. So I've been able to like easily just send a Dropbox link right over. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. And so it, it's been, you just did that like on a whim. Well, I've been doing it because if you, if you have any loans out there anyways, you, you have to acquire this information at some point, but <clears throat> typically for any kind of financing, you're going to need it. And so in a situation like this, where most business owners are concerned about their cash yeah. and looking for liquidity, you know, so as you're talking to banks or you're talking to the disaster fund people, they need all this information. And I just already had it all together. Like, and I, and I've always done that since we've opened. I mean, um, that, that doesn't surprise me about you at all. Um, <laughs> but these are like such really, you know, wise words and like huge plays that can streamline process when you've got a million other processes in a crisis to like worry about. Um, so for yeah. all entrepreneurs and potential future restaurant owners, now might not be the time, but down the road, <laughs> write this down. Um, yeah, that's amazing. Okay. Well, so 
you know, the, the, much of the situation, thankfully with my business, you know, so much of mine is, is contract and, you know, I don't have a team of people looking back at me saying like, how do I feed my family? Which, um, you know, I grew up, my dad was investment banking. So there's like really great days and there's really awful days. And it's, yeah. I mean, it's hard and it's, it's a hard business to be in. Um, and it always reminds you of just being a part of the team. And, you know, if you have the ball, you're the one willing to take it and go to goal. And if you miss it, you miss it and the whole team loses. Um, so it's a lot of pressure to, to, I mean, I think it's so rewarding because, you know, it's your project, your passion, your people bleed for you, but then you obviously carry the weight of the responsibility for them. Um, whether you're a team captain or, you know, a business owner or a parent, what are some of the things that you've done, uh, to just maintain your self care? And cause I know you bleed this and I know you're one of my, uh, people that really get it. And like, this is like, you bleed the brand, you beat, you bleed, your business and what you do. I know this is your heart. What are some of the self-care things you've done, you know, carrying this weight? Um, I mean, honestly, in the last week, there wasn't a lot of self-care in the beginning. Like you're just in survival and you are fighting for your team so hard. And I think once I actually said, made a decision, because you know, without getting into too much of the detail to make this podcast boring, (laughs) There's a point where you have to make sure you're not being selfish by keeping the employee on because if you keep them on, they can't claim uh, payroll at a reduced amount of hours. Anyways, that's all changed now with coronavirus. The laws have changed. So by Thursday, I knew that I could keep people on at a reduced hours and they could still claim unemployment. And so I just had a really frank conversation with them to say, all right, look, we can shut down. Like, and we just go take a six week vacation and then we can open up. I hire you all back. Of course, their faces are like, no, that's not what we want to do. We want to do this. And I'm like, okay, then it's a day to day thing. We have to meet this amount of sales, this amount of labor. We go home that night. We celebrate. We get back up and go, are you guys in? They're like, we're so in. We so want this. So your team really dictates you know, I've talked to other owners, other owners have said that their team didn't feel safe coming into work. So you, you, I think it's really important to, for your own self-care, you talk to them with these open conversations that you may not normally, like, I'm, I'm very open with my team anyways, but like really open conversations about this is honest. If we don't do this, we will have to close. We may not survive and give them that information and know that they know that you are providing as much truth as you can. Yeah. And that was a huge release off my shoulders because I felt like I had to hold all that information. So from about Thursday of last week, you know, I was able to better get up in the morning and I I just sit in my infrared sauna, very blessed that I've got one through (laughs) sunlight and, and I do that. I sit with the dogs yeah. You know, I'm, I'm not on my normal schedule by self care at all, but I'm trying to stretch and do some yoga and burn off the cortisol that is surging through my body. Yeah. Um, so, and I just take moments where I can, you know, I'm very much, we're in survival, we're all in survival mode right now, you know? So I think you just have to try to take those deep breaths when you can and, steal a few moments. I, I, on Sunday, I knew that I was getting a lot of anxiety and I'm like, I just have to shut off the devices for two hours and I've not watched the news in like five days. Oh, good for you. Okay. Apart okay. when I knew that there was a press conference by the governor or by the mayor, 
I just turn off the news because there's nothing helpful that it's saying to me right now. Right. Well, you know, when you're going to get the hard red tape, I just, uh, I think it, you know, it's one thing to be a strong, resilient, equipped leader, and it's a whole other to be a leader that literally has, you know, we've got limited Intel, limited, limited tools. I mean, there's just so we're so limited in what we can control. Um, it is, it's powerful to be able to step back and say, all I can do right now is take care of me so I can show up as a hundred percent leader and be the best I can, or even, you know, 68%, um, at this point, because it is so much. Um, but I think it also says a lot and I hope you can pull back and see what a, you know, true compliment it is to have, uh, your team look back at you and say, we're in, um, as an athlete, truthfully, this sounds so cliche and you know, I'm not athlete dork, but, uh, like there's nothing better than being in a huddle when there's like two minutes left and they're like, we're going to give you the ball. Like there's literally, I get the chills thinking, you know, like there's nothing better than that being like, you know, we're in this, like we, we can't go home. We can't win this game without you. And we have your back. Um, we may be compromising our health and we've got kiddos or whatever, but you know, they show up and they show up for you. And, um, so it's, it's a big, yeah, I mean, but to be honest, like I'm inspired by them as well because yeah. on that Wednesday of that week, I was, I was ready to just like say, okay, we'll just quiet down for the next two weeks. You know, I'd gotten some advice from another CEO of multi locations and he was, he said, shut it down, shut it down. And you know, you go from, okay, there's this very experienced person who's got 30 something units telling you to shut down your business you know, it's the best way that you're gonna be able to preserve the cash so you can come back again. Yeah. And you have your team looking at you with their phenomenal faces and their drive and their desire and their ability to change. And they are like, we can do this. We can do this, Jen. We got it, you know? And so they inspire me as well. Cause I do, you know, like it, owners do get down. You, you yeah. get, you have so much information sur- surging through you. And then you're like, no, I got to pick myself up and be there for them. And this is what they want. Let's go for it. Let's, yeah. let's just, let's go. I love it. I, and that's, and I think, and I don't know this person obviously that's advising you, but I think that might be a good example of, um, I wish I had my graceful disruption t-shirt on versus turmeric and tequila. Cause I think that's a really point of like graceful disruption of like, here's how, you know, old school things have always been done. And there might be really valid sound advice in that. And, you know, nowadays, like maybe not. And now's the time, like when else in the world are you going to try? Like, let's show up, let's do try, like, let's do figure this out. Totally. There's and no I recipe said, so either way. For me, I found the balance of saying, okay, like we can, it doesn't have to be black or white. Like we're, we're shut down or we're open indefinitely. I, right. for me, it was like, okay, trying to find the best of those honor what my team wanted, honor what I need to do as a business owner and say, we're on so long as we hit this number on both sales and labor, we're on. We just take it day by day. Are you okay living in uncertainty? Are you okay with not knowing what, you know, a week from now might bring? And yeah. they said, yes, we're, we're okay with that. Okay, let's go. Dude, that's awesome. And well, so, so tell us, how has it been going since you made this decision? Like is delivery rocking and rolling? Like what's, I mean, the social media looks live, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we're working, you know, we're obviously working through the kinks, but like I my my team have piv- we've all pivoted really well. They're they are, however much resilience I have in myself, which is a lot. They've got it in spades too, and so they've you know turned our patio into a patio pickup and put shelving out there and signage, and it looks really cute. And they've done well, and they understand you know okay we don't need this many people on to do this task. And, you know, they're, they're adapting to labor changes and they're understanding that the schedule, I mean, our scheduling is all different now. And, 
they're just adapting really well. The deliveries, you know, we're working out the kinks on that. Um, we put a really far delivery zone <laughs> because okay. we want to be able to nourish people. And so there's obviously complications with that, but we're working through it all. Like we just, you just have to keep adapting and changing, adapting and changing, adapting and changing. Well, one upside, there's less traffic. <laughs> so if we totally. want to milk any positivity out of this situation, totally. um, you know, th that's one piece. And, you know, I, I'm, well, I, I think we're both a bit of masochists because we are CrossFitters. So, you know, I think we find pleasure in the pain in some, some capacity, maybe not this level. Um, but I, I love when stuff like this, again, not this far, but when things go down and you have to change because innovation happens, whether you're ready or not. And I think some of the most beautiful, creative, new thinking, streamlined processes come out because they have to be. And then it's better forever from there. I mean, it's, it's, it's really, it's really cool to see. We've been some wanting to launch our delivery service for over, over a year and a half now. Okay. So I was actually genuinely excited last Monday when we launched it. And I'm like, you know, this is a good thing to come out of this. Like it forces you to do the things that you keep putting on the back burner. Yeah. Yeah. Or that you're saying that you say like, Hey, we need to figure out X, Y, Z before we can actually launch it, you know, which is pretty much what, what was happening. You know, we're expediting things really fast right now that we have had in the pipeline but are great to do, you know, prepped meals. We just launched that on Sunday night and we sold out by Monday morning, but we've had our customers asking us for those prepped meals for months and months and months. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So there are really good things that come out and you have to be adaptable. Right. And I do believe that there will be a silver lining in all this. I genuinely believe that because you cannot rise if you don't fall and we've all fallen and we will all rise. Oh, well, and I just, you know, going uh, 39 at this point. And so it's kind of like you learn these things along the way of like ages and like do more, do this and get everything. And it's like, no, no, slow down, be still. And it's kind of like this ebbs and, flow of, ebbs and flows of, you know, balance and doing more and finding yourself and all the things. But um, it's it's so important as I've gotten older to, I mean, and I know you're good about this too, but just to slow down and pause and do self-care and do this. And it's so hard. And I know some people like you are, this isn't pause and self-care mode. Um, but for so much of the world, when you, you have to pause and like, you know, for some of my contracts end and this, ha like that we're literally, you're, you're doing nothing right now. And I, to see so many people at parks and out with their families, and there might be people punching each other over toilet paper in the grocery store, but otherwise they're waiting for parking spots because they're not in a rush or there's less traffic. Like there's stress, yeah. but then there's like this other side of like this peaceful energy that's really powerful. It's crazy. I mean, I think if I wasn't in a crisis right now, yeah, I, know. <laughs> I would honestly, if I wasn't in the, in the point of like, like, literally keeping my business alive. Yeah. I would really love this. Like I'm inherently a homebody. Yeah. I love being home and getting my calm on at home. I love being home. I love <laughs> organizing my home. And I would, I really am envious of others out there that, you know, but here's the thing. Why is it taking a national pandemic to show the world that we can do things very effectively, virtually and from home? Uh, I don't know. I mean, and we, I mean, imagine social media and I, and this is part of do marketing branding started the cast to bring truth and transparency to the game uh, because I know how transparent social media is usually for the 
the wrong reasons, but this is, you know, something that really highlights our abilities to communicate and connect. Like imagine if we didn't have social media or the internet or Facebook or what have you, like these are like critical connection points. Um, we've got to stay financially healthy, obviously. Uh, but mentally he- mentally healthy is obviously always a conversation. And now we can really utilize some of these channels to connect. I have friends saying all the time, well, I'm, you know, FaceTiming friends I haven't talked to in 10 years. Well, it takes a yeah. coronavirus for us to do that. It does. Totally. Well, I mean, I, before I started just be kitchen, I worked from home for five years before that. Okay. And you could not pay me to travel every day into an office. Like if I, I mean, obviously if I wasn't a business owner, I would not be traveling. Like that's 30, 45 minutes, sometimes upwards over in an hour of traveling that you could have so much self care for yourself. You can take the time to do a morning hike or whatever it might be. Whatever gives you joy in that time. Well, and on the flip side, the business doesn't need to front all those operating costs. Like, do you totally. do you really need to own a retail space in the heart of Denver that's you know fifteen thousand dollars a month or yeah. you know office furniture? I mean, there, there there is so much that I think can be done in a different way. But again, we're kind of used to these antiquated systems. Yeah. Um, so perhaps you know that's another piece. Of I do that. feel with this this crisis, I do feel like we are going to see some huge shifts happening because there's a lot of things that, you know, I talked about at just the kitchen. We have some infrastructure in place and it was really good to pivot. And there's things that we're noticing that's like, okay, we need to tighten up on these processes. These, we didn't have these really buttoned down well, and they're being exposed now. Our healthcare system is highly exposed right now. Yeah. It doesn't work. Yeah. We don't, it just doesn't work. And that is, I just don't understand how we're going to be able to continue to operate after this crisis with the current model. Like it does not operate. Well, it's, it it doesn't. And what's funny is I've, I I try and I'm not a nurse or a medical professional and, you know, and a lot of our passion stems from health and fitness. You know, I eat well, like fitness was my entry point to finding out about nutrition and meditation and, and just sleeping better. And it's always, it's been the entry point to like life pieces that are really important. Um, and so I, I'm always careful to say, you know, I'm not a nutritionist. I'm not a fitness coach. Got my level one for CrossFit, but that's about it. So it, I really wanted to lean into some health professionals and say like, what is it like in there? And in talking to doctors and nurses, the conversation is, you know, it's, it's like working in a third world country right now. And I don't say that, you know, as a stab or anything like that, quite literally, that's what they say, you know, we're reusing medical supplies and things are just being unorganized. And obviously they're doing the best they can. And some of them are working, totally. you know, 12 to 18 hour shifts and, and some 24 hour it's it's crazy. Um, and people that are coming out of retirement after like 10 years to be a nurse, um, it's, it, it shows, it highlights the resilience of our, our humans in that field for sure. And like you just said, the flaws in the system as a whole and the, the people that are in that system calling out those flaws. So it's not even just people like us from the outside being like, we know this is wrong. They're literally living it and saying, we, we are living this and this is worse than we even thought. Um, yeah. So I'm with you. I hope that is a massive point of disruption. <laughs> not so gracefully so. Uh, where we can, you know, as voters coming up, um, really lean into and maybe even shift our priorities more towards the healthcare conversation, which I think it's kind of there, but I never really know. Um, and maybe we can, you know, shed some light just in time. Um, I don't know, but uh, I do send like love, faith and power vibes to anybody that's on our front lines out there in the the medical situation. Um, and you got to give them so much credit. I mean, 
well, I mean, it's, it's, it's kind of like people like us with small businesses. I mean, they are obviously more in the mix of it, but we're just dealing with what we have right now. And, um, you know, I, I had a, a full charity run that was supposed to happen on May 3rd, a little while out and they canceled it. So we're, do, but we're doing everything via an app and it's really cool. But uh, 10 minutes ago, I didn't even know that. So like the entire plan just shifts and we're all just, we're all just doing the best we can. Um, and it's, it's really hard, let alone having to look a human in the face and uh, talk to them about their life or their, their loved ones. So I don't know. I just I send two military brothers. So I think of our, our medical people um, like the military right now on the front lines addressing everything. You no, know, we we're actually in the process of I don't know if I should talk about this, but um, coming up with like a, a kit um, that we hope our community will purchase for the frontline workers, particularly in the um, the hospitals and also our, our forces, um, the okay. United force and the fire department are, are overwhelmed right now too. Um, but that's like an immune boosting kit. Um, because what we do is completely what people need yeah. to hopefully prevent coronavirus, but also if they get it to make them feel better faster. Yeah. So we're coming up with a kit to, to, I mean, I just can't imagine the exposure that a lot of these healthcare workers have, and we want to get them the food and supplies to really boost their immunity while um, they're out there. Well, that's, that's actually a perfect. Segue. I know I actually have two, I have five friends, <laughs> um, around my age. So whatever anyone's opinion is around that by all means. Um, but they are all having babies and three of them are nurses and they're working right now. And two of them are due in the next five months. And it's, I mean, it's insane to me and they're committed and, you know, they're, they're taking all the precautions and, um, you know, they're not only committed to our people, they're committed to their families where, you know, they need both incomes. And, um, I don't know, it's crazy. And I, I hope this is where I'm, you know, I'm, I love what you guys are doing. I'm so passionate about the fueling piece because you can't, you, I don't think in general you can count on anyone to do anything. You really got to count on yourself. You need support, but to, you know, leave it to our government or anyone to look out for us. And as far as our healthcare, I hope we can take care of it. But if you can take care of yourself by fueling correctly and just avoiding the doctor in those situations, that's what the conversation I think we really need to have and taking our power back. Um, but segue being tell it, tell me about, okay, so we've got packages, anything you want to share right now, I'll get this cast out and probably I've got two in front of you. So like at least a week or two. Um, so anything else you want to share the care packages, things that are coming up, we talked about diners, drive-ins and dives. Um, anything else like full, full promotion right now? Well, we've got, like I said, we're working on these medically tailored kits. Um, we're actually got an MD, a functional MD that is working with us to make sure that there's all the right nutrients within the box that we're going to be launching. Um, and that's for anyone who's immune compromised or has coronavirus, then it would be some, something that they can purchase. Um, but equally like someone thing that you can purchase for somebody else that, you know, is immune compromised or is a frontline worker or is in law enforcement. Like the, there is so much giving in this community. I mean, Denver is amazing. I've lived in all over the world. Denver is the only place I want to be. And so the idea is that these kits are also for people to give to friends and frontline workers and family members who they know that are exposed or, or could be exposed. Um, and is that all on your website? Like just be Is that where everybody would we're going to be launching it later this week, but yeah, okay. it'll be on the website and then you can order online and it'll be all over social media. Amazing. Um, so there's that. We're also, um, I'm going to be doing a gift card giveaway every, so we've already had quite a few people donate gift cards. Um, if they're from afar or if they, 
they just want to be generous. They're buying a gift card. It's coming to me and I'll be doing a social media giveaway as long as the we've got the gift cards available to give it out to somebody who's been affected by this crisis. Um, so we'll be doing that. And if anyone wants to purchase a gift card, you can do that from the website. Okay. And I'll, like I said, just send it to just be you at just be and I'll go ahead and, and provide that on social media. Um, we've got our family meal deal boxes. Those are really fun. There's four different family meal deal boxes to feed your family. If you're really tired of cooking for your kids (laughs) while you're trying to work from home. Um, we've got a diners, drive-ins and dives box. And then, you know, we're going to be launching some birthday cakes in April. Oh, that's a phenomenal idea. Yeah, okay. because people's birthdays are still happening, right? Let's I celebrate. Mean, I start celebrating my next one the day after the one that I just had happened. So I, I'm that. Cool. I believe that. <laughs> <laughs> that said, that there was some heavy judging undertones, but I will take it because <laughs> I will embrace my that girl status on all levels. <laughs> and I bet that means that that gives you the excuse to wear neon all year, huh? Uh, yes. You know, real facts. So next week, this cast won't be out by then. I'm literally going to do a spirit week where Monday is like school spirit tuesday is like neon wednesday's 90s like we're and just background info of audience that will be one day be listening um jennifer always makes fun of me and my neon uh oh, actually, i think it's I, bad yeah no no it's, it's good is what she means uh we're at the dog park and cleo had which they both have hot i have another dog now i have hot pink collars she came around and she's like i knew it was you i saw your dog over there with a hot ass neon collar on she's like don't make her be that dog and i'm like hey ron brand <laughs> but yes anyways i will be wearing neon all your life i've got like some hot pink on right now there but, you go there yeah you go. <laughs> um okay well that's that so how are you how are you balancing even all these new initiatives alongside these evolving initiatives just one thing at a time like you said yeah just one day at a time you know i mean you just have to do it you just don't you can wake up in the morning and I could drink myself to death and wallow in this, or you get up each morning and you go, okay, I'm going to make the boast out of today and we're going to, we're going to make it work and see what the world's going to throw at us. And we're just going to catch it and be like, okay, we got it. Well, and, and you know, being strong female entrepreneur, I'd love to hear some words of advice to our young, uh, female and male listeners. Uh, I know you've had, you know, a pretty cool journey, even getting into the restaurant biz. I know you did some pretty good research with known chains and whatnot. Um, what is some sound advice, uh, getting into a super competitive market that like getting into apparel when there's a million, you know, there's Nike and Adidas and this, and it's your competitors. And then now for, you know, uh, potentially chain restaurants, there's all these big names. What are, what's some advice, like seeing this big jungle that you want to enter into and and knowing you're just going to do it anyways? Well, I think you have to stay very true to your concept and believe what you want, because I was told and recommended to change who we are and what we are 10,000 times. You know, no one is going to want to be, this is too niche. You need to be more mainstream. Um, no one's, you know, this is fast casual. You can't have, you need to have sleek booths, you know, like kind of like McDonald's or Chipotle, like sleek metal booths to slide as many people in. Don't let them sit too long. You got to get them in and out in eight minutes, get them out, get them out. You don't want to make it too comfortable here. Um, I mean, you name it, you, there's no way you're going to be able to keep your food costs by using these kinds of ingredients. You're, you're going to have to like bend on this. Don't use organic, do that, you know? 
And you just have to stay really true and find creative solutions that, yeah, sure, because of whatever your concept is, there may be barriers for you. Um, and you have to get creative on how you're going to work with that. So for me, I just stayed really true to believing that I would have a tribe that would come find me. And I think that's what entrepreneurs need to realize. Like if you're going to enter a competitive space, just believe that your tribe is going to come, come to you, you know, like outdoor voices, who wants to launch an athletic brand right now? You know what I mean? Right. People are crazy about them. Right. Right. You know, they, right. They're, they're crazy. You just have to really stay true to what it is that you're trying to put out there and your tribe will come. Yeah, I agree. I think it the hardest part about, you know, I mean, you are a true trailblazer and, and the hardest part about doing something different and doing it first is, is, is just that no one else has done it. So they, all they can do is advise you on what's been done and been successful for, before, but that's probably why you're doing exactly what you're doing. Cause you need something different or there was a gap in the market or, or you need change or graceful disruption somewhere. Um, you have to believe that the world is waiting for what you're bringing. Yeah. You yeah. know, I mean, I can't stand Vegas. It's not a place that I like to hang out. In, right. <laughs> but like can Vegas. you imagine if the, whoever created Vegas, whoever created that strip, can you imagine if they never did that? No, I, like no. an adult Disneyland. Did, that, so many things, the selfie stick, uh, podcast. I mean, there's so <laughs> many things you, that we look at normal now, but if you saw it day one and you heard what it was, you'd be like, what? Like, yeah, yeah, no. Um, but on the flip side of that, I also think it's really amazing. You know, we've both been in the business game for a really long time and, you know, uh, entrepreneur, entrepreneurs or, um, OG investors or just really deep business humans. A lot of businesses are born because of margins or opportunity versus like pure heart space. Um, I, I love just be kitchen. I love you because you're doing this. Cause I mean, yes, it's potentially profitable. We always got to make this make sense. And it comes from your heart space. You thought you found a gap. You saw, um, potential you know, a, a profitable business opportunity and real positive human impact. Um, mm. And unfortunately, I think that's really still a new conversation among some of our biggest players and there's no humanizing to the brand or, and that might even be a dirty word. But when you look at how our young people are consuming and the knowledge they have that, you know, 13, 14, 15, it's way different than what we had. And they are questioning a better way and they can dig in to see, Oh, is CEO formerly in jail or is this product causing cancer? Is this, um, is it just about the margins or does this really stem from something they wanted to do? Uh, so I think companies like yours are so ahead of the game that cause the consumer is often overlooked and they don't understand how they're consuming and how privy to the game, you know, our young people are, and that's our future consumer. Hmm. So hats off to all my businesses that, uh, really truly do stem from heart space. And if you can monetize it and make margin and further impact through that, by all means. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, I, I will say I feel really grateful for social media to be able to share a lot of what I see as the heart in the business on those platforms. You know what's fun fact here? So Karen Rylander, who's for all of you guys listening there, she's someone who's kind of in this posse that KO has been talking about. I had her on here. She's been on. Oh, you did? Okay, yeah. Great. Awesome. Um, so I don't know when, I, so before we opened our brick and mortar, I was selling just the cookies and the oh, yeah. granola and stuff at farmer's markets and whatnot. And, um, Allegro coffee was one of the, my first customers that we sold the, the cookies into. And so I'm at Allegro and I've got like a little table set up, you know, to help promote the cookies that they're selling. And Karen's like, why don't you just put that on Instagram, take a photo and put it on Instagram. And I was like, 
Instagram. What is that? Like, I'm like, really? Yeah. Karen got me to set up the account right then and there while I was at Allegro. Oh my God. That's <laughs> no, I remember being at Allegro and you were one of the first gluten-free options. Cause that's where I did yeah. all my OG meetings. Um, that is so funny. Of course, yeah. dude, it takes a village. And I, I swear we've all crossed paths for reasons. Cause there has been <laughs> such like, I mean, obviously really fun, happy hours and everything, but really like random key moments where it's like kicked one another into like the right space, like little small totally. things. That I'm keep- pretty sure if you scroll on my Instagram account, that is the first photo was at Allegro Coffee. Oh my God. That's well, shout out Karen. That is hilarious. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, I, I, I do. I think the power of social media is amazing. It can be obsessive. Are you good about monitoring yourself of not overanalyzing or over involving yourself on the, on the gram? Oh yeah, totally. I mean, I, I, sometimes I have to force myself the other way to go back, to go on it. You know, I, I have to, oh, okay. my followers, um, you know, need us to communicate and da da da. But like, I, I definitely, it's hard, you know, because I respond to every single DM. I respond you to do. every everything that's on social media. I don't hire that out um, because I believe it's really important for my voice to be there and for my interaction with customers. And I want to know what they really like. And I want to know. I you've got to keep in touch with that as an owner. Um, so I often have to like take off and take some space because when I'm on social media, for me, it's not browsing, you know, it's work. Yeah. And yeah. So I have, I definitely have to step back and be like, okay, it's time to go on. I got to do work, you know, but I also really enjoy it because I do see what customers love and that does give me a lot of joy. Yeah. When you, when you, I'm sure when you see them repost or like they tag or like they're talking about impact, like that is such soul fuel. Um, yeah. that's the, the stuff that matters and impact. When we do a giveaway, like when we did for the new year's giveaway and we did the word of the year and I'm reading what people are pouring out as their word of the year, I literally cry. Like it's so fulfilling. Can you, can the fact that they want to share so deeply? Well, I mean, I think it, it really does extend and being, you know, one of the first restaurants that like is like how you guys are. I mean, I think people are so deeply connected. Um, and I really think people see, you know, the, the deep authenticity you bring to the table, no pun intended. Um, and then it just allows to open up doors to their world and, and, you know, connect. Um, can you share one like really good, uh, impact story that sticks out? Um, I'm putting you on the hot seat here. Yeah. yeah, I mean, tell me a little bit about what you're looking for. I mean, for. like any, just the, anything that was like, you know, a woman told me this, like any, like an inspirational story that stands out to you around um, Just oh. Be Kitchen or Switching. I know, I'm sure you have a hundred. Uh, maybe even like a young person, like eating paleo, which again, that's still pretty new, I think, for our young peeps. I mean, I, I think I think one on Mother's Day last year, or maybe it was the year before last, a mother came up and she took my hand. She said, are you the owner? And I said, yes. And she took my hand and she started getting tears in her eyes and started, she started silently crying as she was talking to me. And she said, thank you so much for giving me an opportunity to be out with my family and eat and not be sick. Wow. And yeah, I mean, it just was a really touching moment, but we have guests like that, that cry and they send letters and I get cards. I get Christmas cards from you know, tons of guests and DMs and emails and social posts of so much gratitude. And honestly, it gives us a huge sense of responsibility, but it also really motivates us to continue to do what we do. Yeah. I mean, like, um, 
with great power comes great responsibilities and that Superman or one yeah. of those. Um, I think that's really true though. Cause wh- how you eat is, you know, meditation, exercise and all these things are so critical, but what you're putting in your body every single day is truthfully, you know, the, the base point of how everything else operates. Um, so it is, it is really powerful. And I think another positive of this upside with the virus is we all get so locked into our myopic space in our everyday world. We have no idea what it's like to have, you know, celiacs or Crohn's or, um, something Mm -hmm. that's truly a nut allergy that's truly debilitating. So, you know, we can, we take for granted just going into normal restaurants or being around families or taking your kid to school where there's nuts and gluten and whatever. Um, so I think that's one positive side. This does awaken everybody to how other people might be living. Um, yeah, so that's amazing. I want to be mindful of time. Please check out, uh, Jennifer, her backstory, justbekitchen.com. Check out their Instagram. Is it, uh, just, just be kitchen. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'll tag all this obviously when I post it, but, uh, they have a really great thing going on. They've got delivery going on with a big, she just said uh, a large, um, radius that they'll deliver to. So <laughs> I almost want to challenge somebody. I always wish the show was kind of live, but I'm like, how far can you get? Like somebody 25 miles away, I'll buy the tab. Just see if we see if we can get yeah, there. To just you guys. make sure you have a healthy minimum on that delivery. <laughs> <laughs> Acceptable. Yeah. Gas is real. Um, Jennifer, anything else you want to say? Wise words, stories, promotional avenues. Oh, wise words for sure. <laughs> yeah. I mean, um, no, I just, I think just given the crisis that we're in right now, I think I would just say like, honestly, there's going to be an opportunity here for everyone. We don't see it right now, but I can promise you, I know this to be true, that there will be a blessing for all of us that comes out of this. If we look for it, whether that means that, you know, your job has been inflexible and won't let you work from home, but you've always wanted to work from home. It's a time to switch. Like, there will be opportunities. Like there are so many ideas that are birthing while people are at home right now. And there is going to be some fantastic stuff that comes out of this. Yes. I completely agree. Like I said, the innovation, if, if you can just get by and go day to day, um, I'm with you in maintaining that, that positive thought and, and relaying that, like, as you're watching the news and the negativity is coming in, like kick back to the other side, press rewind on this cast. Um, yeah. because you got to keep that in your ear and go in. Um, I think the first thing that everybody wants to look at is the bank account, which is a really real thing. Yeah. Like, don't get me wrong. It's a really real thing, but it is really important to try to look at the opportunities here and get creative and utilize this time as a way to really maneuver and position yourself for something greater. Well, I think just to the money piece, I think it's a really great time to pull back and be like, what do I actually need? Like, what is it that really matters? And, have I been told or sold that I need all this stuff? Um, or do I not really, or could I, would I choose time over having all this, you know, money and yacht and luxury or whatever? Um, so I think it's a real breakdown, but yes, wise words leaning to the optimistic, uh, side of everything hit up just be kitchen. I'm excited to see these boxes. I will let you know about this really cool, um, Red Bull run we have coming out. It's with their nonprofit wings for life. Um, we're going to be doing all it's, it's the app you log in. We've got Kevin Ogar and Amy Van Dyken, the, um, charity, uh, sponsors research for spinal cord injuries. And so Amy and, uh, Ogar in the mix. I'm pumped about that. You all, everybody in the world runs at the same time. And we're going to try and cultivate a community on Facebook, uh, where we're supporting small businesses. So if you guys want to do a giveaway or anything, we're waiving all sponsorship fees and everything. Uh, I'm actually going to do a pay it forward where the registration individually is 23 bucks. So I'm going to pick like 25 people or as much as I can budget wise and register them to race. And then hopefully they pass it on. Um, so the whole piece is going to be out cultivating community. So if we can 
put just be kitchen in the mix you want to do giveaways or anything that's helpful let me know um yeah good thanks good luck with everything that's going on and thank you yes keep us posted i would love to touch base in like six months and do like a recap of like how we got through this what's going on let's where we are it. now cool let's do it all right i appreciate you um i'll come i'll come stop in can i can you come to the outside and see obviously i won't come in but is delivery yeah, you just order online patio pickup they'll put it out there okay and then you can pick it up so it's all contactless okay cool i want to come peep like the pickup situation without touching or yeah. seeing anything okay yeah. <laughs> all right good luck i'm sending you an e-hug um and then i'll hit you up when i'm when i'm getting this out Okay, sounds good. Thank you so much, Kale. Good luck, girl. Holler. Okay, bye. Thank you for joining Turmeric and Tequila with your host, Kristen Olson. Tune in next time. And don't forget to subscribe on Apple, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen.